In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. Welcome to the show. It's Untethered Live on a Sunday night, and I'm your host, Jake Johnson. I'll be with you for the evening. How are you? How was your weekend? Happy Father's Day to all you great fathers out there. I hope you have a wonderful day with your children, and I hope that they all, each and every one of them, show you their love and their adoration, and they make you feel like you've done something, because you have. It's a great job you're doing. Keep it up. Happy Father's Day. And I hope that's a special day for you all. That being said, we're in the great book of Joshua, who himself probably was a father at some point. And uh, we're in chapter 13, verse 28. That's where we left off. That's where we're going to pick up. And uh, it's going to be a great show tonight. So, hey, April, Bubby Watts, Kevin, Snarkin's ass, if you're still here, welcome to the show. Come on in, take your shoes off. What's going on, Jake? How are you, Bubby Watts says? I'm fantastic, Bubby Watts. Thanks for asking. Hello and welcome, everyone, says April. Hello, Bubby Watts and Snark and Kevin. Jake, happy Father's Day. I love you. I love you, too, and thank you. Make my whole day. I appreciate you. Very sweet. I've been listening to Red Hot Chili Peppers all day. Take me to the place I love. Take me all the way. Well, I don't ever want to feel like I did that day. Yeah, great band. Weird folks, great band. I do a little Red Hot Chili Peppers now and then, as you could probably surmise by the timbre of my vocals. In the scratch in my craw. Bubby Watt says, hello, April. How are you doing? And all those things. A lot of bands have weird folks. Yeah, mine's one of them. Look at Black Sabbath. Yeah. April says, I'm good. I slept in most of the day, LOL. How about you? Well, I slept in the early part of the day, and then I got up and was invited to dinner with my sister, so I had to rush over there, eat dinner, and rush back here to get ready for the podcast, but it was a lovely gesture, and I appreciated them inviting me, and I got to hear from my son today for the first time in five years, so that was lovely. Not the first time I heard from him, the first time he called me on Father's Day. So that was a lovely day maker. Fab Daddy, give it away, give it away, give it away, give it away now. Uh, 
Kevin says, hey, Bubby Watson, Fab Daddy. April says, I love that song, Fab Daddy. How are you? Got some new subscribers on the old rumble.com slash untethered live. If you haven't done so already, go over there and hit that follow button and see what exciting things are happening over there. My son has not called or texted me yet. I'm sorry, Fab Daddy. Mine usually don't either. He surprised me today. He remembered. But for the last five years, I haven't heard from either one of my children on my birthday or on Father's Day. So the fact that he texted and made the effort today was a good one. I mean, it shows he's growing up. I slept in a lot of the day, too. My sleep schedule still hasn't recovered since the semester. Oh, I can remember. Are you on the quarter system or the semester system? I was on the quarter system, and I took 19 hours. If you're in college, you understand what that means. I was pretty much doing homework round the clock. I was doing homework at my job, which I was doing to pay for going to school. So, yeah, it's a lot of work. What's that? You have a college education? Oh, uh, yeah. Didn't see that coming, did you? 12 was considered full-time. Yes, it's a full-time. 19 hours is full-time, like no sleep. Very little sleep. <laughs> April says, I'm sure your son will call Vab Daddy. Much love. Bubby Watt says, my favorite song from Red Hot Chili Peppers is probably either Snow, Hey-O, or Storm in a Teacup. I don't think I've heard either one of those songs. I've heard Californication, which I've done. And I've heard Under the Bridge, which I've done. And I've heard, uh, there's another one. Popular one. I can't remember what it is, but I've done that one too. Hmm, me either, says April. I guess I'm not a big Chili Peppers fan. I just like those few songs that they do. I don't really know the rest of their songs. Bubby Watt says, oh, and happy, happy Father's Day to you, Jake. I know our fathers are not around with us. That's true, sir. And thank you very much for that. It means a lot. Appreciate it. And I am a father, and I take it. Are you a dad? You got kids? Or are you still working working on that angle? Don't worry, it'll happen before you know it. And it'll be too early. But that's the nature of kids. They don't ever come with a schedule or a, or a pamphlet. April says, everybody hit that like button, please. Thumbs up. And you know. BJ. Yeah. I was uh, about 34 years old when my kids were born. Somewhere around there. I didn't think I was ever going to have kids. And it just all happened back to back, 10 months apart. I'm going to see my daddy next weekend. I saw a video of him in the hospital. Is he back in the hospital again? Or is that an old video? He seemed to be having trouble moving around. I don't know if I will be a father, not because of how I'll be as one, 
but bringing a kid into this world is not something I want to do. I hear you. But unfortunately, the only way to change this world is to have enough people in it that want it to go a certain way. So if you don't bring children into this world, you don't have the opportunity to raise them to guide the world in the direction you want it to go. And there's plenty of them out there that are guiding it in the other direction. So do your part, make life with your little penis, and let's get this world back on track. Nobody's ever ready for kids, and the world ain't ever going to be in a good place for you to have kids. All you can do is do the best with what you got and hope for the best while you're doing it and pray a lot. He was in there recently. Okay, so that was not an old video. He got out over a month ago. Oh, wow. Well, why were they putting up a video yesterday of him? Because I saw it yesterday. Must have been a retweet or something. You're right, says Bubby Watts, but it's a tougher world as the days go on. That's true. It's so true, which is why you need to do it now as opposed to waiting 10 years or until you're financially able, which you will never be, you know. Like I said, they don't come with handbooks, and they don't come with instructions. You just got to wing it and hope for the best. Good for us, though. We have this little thing in us that God put in us. It's a it's an instinct. And when that baby cries for the first time, that instinct turns on, and you can't turn it off. Trust me on that one. And uh, you'll do anything to make that baby's life good. It was his oxygen and tract clogged. Oh, wow. Well, I'm glad he's doing better. I'm glad he's out of the hospital and tell him we said hello and straighten up and do right. And happy Father's Day. I know you'll be happy to see him. Caucasian Sasquatch. I'm surprised I have a signal. What's up, buddy? Happy Father's Day. Hope you're having a wonderful day today. Hope your kids came by to see you or called or something. I got to go eat dinner with my sister, and she cooked uh, like a Salisbury steak handmade. It's more like a hamburger steak with gravy, mashed potatoes, collard greens, and squash casserole. It's delicious. No bread, though. What's wrong with them people? You too, bud. I'm at baby mama's eating steaks. Well, give that baby a kiss for me. And then, you know, explain to her who I am and that that's not creepy at all. <laughs> April says, I will do. It's not him doing anything. It's the dander dust and everything else. He don't smoke anymore, but that wasn't what I was talking about, but okay, I'll take that. April says, hi, Caucasian love. Good to see you. Happy Father's Day, love. With a beard that filthy every, every day is a Father's Day. Happy Father's Day or some such. I am very envious of the filthy beard. I wish I could pull one off. I just get more and more progressively, more and more hobo-y. It just, it just doesn't work for me. Too much Native American in my blood. I can get this part going, but the rest of it, just scraggly. It's always scraggly. And now it's white, so it's even worse. 
I was at Caucasian Stream the other day, says Bubby Watts. Did you enjoy it? Hey, Lisa Reen, good to see you. Lisa Reen says, happy Father's Day to all the fathers. Thank you, sweetheart. I greatly appreciate that. April says, pleasure. I love his beard, by the way. I do, too. That's a compliment for men. I called his beard filthy. That's a compliment. I got to go to it more and more. He's got a good stream. He's very funny. April says, hello, Lisa Reen. Bubba Watt says, so yes, I did enjoy it. Great. Was a bit of a failure. My guest didn't show up. Well, why didn't you text me? I would have come filled in. And nobody would have been the wiser. I could do characters. But I couldn't stay for long, says Bubby Watts. April says, Caucasian is hilarious. I love the comedy. No, he's hilarious, but he's no comedian. That's all natural. Ain't nothing planned. <clears throat> He's about like I am. What funny you get just falls out of my mouth. It wasn't because I wanted it to be funny. It just happens to be. It was fine. I have after dark for when things go sideways. Well, I know you, you can keep it going. I'm just saying, if you ever get in a tight like that, let me know. I'll help you out if I'm not busy. And April says, he makes me laugh naturally. Aha. See? See my point? If you're wondering why I wasn't at home at the time he was streaming. Must have missed one. Nope, I didn't miss one. What are you talking about? And how did I know you weren't at home while he was streaming? You just said you had stopped by a stream. So I would have assumed you were at home. See, this is a tale of the writer knowing things that the reader don't know. You're not supposed to do that, college boy. Put in the subject and the object. And the dangling participles. I had ATL and Embers with me. Well, you were set then. You didn't need me. That's all right. I don't need to be needed. Uncomfortable silence. Kevin Cox says, hey, Sasquatch. How is everybody this weekend? Are you guys all having a good day? I hope so. I don't care about writing. That's my problem, LOL. Well, yeah, that is a problem. You're in college. You're supposed to just be all about writing. You know, wear button downs and a, a man bun and, you know, take notes on everything. Fab Daddy says, at least M is back. Who is M? Embers? Okay, I got it. April says, Jake, love you. What are you leaving? I love you too, by the way. Don't leave. I didn't leave when you got here. I need you. We're just about to get started. You're supposed to have your stuff worked out by Sunday at 8 p.m. Ember's Mad World. Got it. I'll check it out. I think I've already subscribed to that channel at some point. Seems like it. That sounds familiar to me. But if I haven't, I'll check it out. No, I'm not leaving, duh. You just love me. Okay, okay. Well, I love me too, so that's we got that in common. I'm kind of fond of you too, by the way. Just saying. 
Oh, I'm in a rare mood tonight. Be careful, April is about to go shopping. Boys, hide your wallets. Bubba Watt says, but I meant that I wasn't at home throughout the day, but I was chilling in a mall and was watching a bit of his stream. Okay. I'm guessing they have computer booths in the mall. However it works, at least you were watching. April says, yes, love, I'm so glad to be going shopping. Wish I was going shopping. I got to do a podcast. No, on my phone. Okay, okay, okay. I keep forgetting that this is a new generation and everybody's got a computer in their pocket. I got one too. I just don't ever use it like that. April says, I ain't shopping yet. I'm in tune right now with you. That's good. We're going to go two more minutes and get started. By the way, guys, check out rumble.com slash untethered live and check out what's going on over there. My last video, which was Friday, has had about 250 hits already. That's pretty good. And it's been consecutively getting, and every day I'm having more subscribers pop up. So I'm growing over there pretty quick. I've already made money to the tune of 1.2 cents. But it's money that I've made at Rumble. 1.2 pennies. But that's more than I've made on YouTube, so that's a good thing. And if I have made that, they hadn't offered it to me yet. Uh-oh. You know what time it is? You hear about it. You've heard the legends. Now witness it in person. Live for your entertainment pleasure. A sports update from Kevin Cox. Florida Gators are up 5-1 to one on the Oral Roberts in the College World series in Omaha. We're doing sports via Omaha. It is a great event and fun to watch. Go Eagles! Who's the Eagles? I thought you said Gators. Back to you, Jim. I haven't seen it, Jake. That's a start, love. It's a start, yeah. All you got to do... Oh, I have seen it. Okay, you have seen it. I, I misread. Yeah, it's getting better. It's It's growing. That's good. I always like to see improvement. I hate it when it goes through the stagnant process, which I suspect is not going to happen over on Rumble because they throttled me on YouTube. I was clearly seeing a bell curve for about two years and then whoosh, cut it right off as soon as I hit about 350. And I've been fluctuating ever since. I think it's about 327 now, something like that. So it's in that area. But uh, it could be better and it should be better, but it's not because they're not letting me grow. They're not recommending me. Bubby Watts says, absolutely, get with the times, Jake. Just kidding. Don't. It's a mad world, this generation. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm not. I'm just teasing you. Kevin says, Oral Roberts is the Eagles. Got it. Didn't know that. See, I don't know anything about sports. Bubba Watt says, most people don't even know where or what Omaha is. I do, because I can read a map 
and I can write in cursive on paper. Yes, sir, I saw it today. Excellent. There's someone named Oral, poor guy. <laughs> Oral, yeah, Oral Roberts. Yep. There's also a guy named, uh, oh, by the way, do you know what's short for Robert? OMG, LOL. Could you be, can you imagine having your name be Oral Dick? They play at Charles Schwab Field in Omaha. Yep. Ten points if you know where the phrase via Omaha comes from. We're going to such and such via Omaha. Ten points. It's a movie. No, Jake, that's Richard, not Robert. Both. It's actually both. Actually, short for Robert could be Rob, Art, or Dick. Short for Richard is definitely Dick. Oh, also Bob. Robert could be short for Bob. So his name could be Oral Bob or it could be Oral Dick. Either way, not a good name. It's Richard Seven thought Robert was Bob. It is Bob, but it's also other things. I'll give you one that you might not know. You know what's short for Jacob? It would be Jake, right? Do you know what's short for Jason? Same thing. Smokey and the Bandit, says Lisa Reen. Uh-huh. Don't be a Richard. I won't be. That's hilarious, says April. All right, we made it. So it's time to get started. Let's go down, shall we? I need a book. Where's the book? There it is. All right. For the reason we all came here tonight, if you got your Bibles handy, crack them open to the great book of Joshua, chapter 13, verse 28, and we shall get started. I just Googled it. Couldn't find anything about so far. Uh-huh. Now, let me know how it turns out. I could stand corrected. Well, sit corrected. I'm not standing for that, but we'll see. Chapter 13, verse 28. This, and we're talking about Canaan, is the inheritance of the children of Gad and their families, the cities and their villages, the portion of Canaan that they inherited. ATL Transparency, what's up, buddy? Hit that like button, everybody, says ATL. Thank you, sir. You keep talking like that, you're going to turn blue. All righty, let's get started. We're getting started. And Moses gave inheritance unto the half-tribe of Manasseh. And this was the possession of the half-tribe of Manasseh, of the children of Manasseh, by their families. And remember, half of that tribe stayed on that side of Jordan River and built their their uh, cattle fields over there. They were happy with that. They didn't want to go across, but they went across anyway because you don't get to survive if you don't go to war. Simple as that. And they went to war and they won. And their coast was from Manaheim, all Bashan, all the kingdom of Og, king of Bashan, and all the towns of Jer, which are in Bashan, three score cities. That's 20, 40, 60 cities. 
and half Gilead, and Ashtaroth, which is both a god and a place, and Idri, cities of the kingdom of Og of Bashan, were pertaining unto the children of Machir, the son of Manasseh, even to the one half of the children of Machir by their families. So when they say half the tribe, they mean half the tribe. It wasn't split just among the patriarchs, but among their children too. These are the countries which Moses did distribute for inheritance in the plains of Moab on the other side of Jordan River by Jericho eastward. That's going towards China, by the way. Not in China, towards it, in that direction, eastward. But unto the tribe of Levi, Moses gave not any inheritance. The Lord God of Israel was their inheritance, as he said unto them. So before they ever embarked into Canaan, while they were still in the mountain region in the desert, God told the people that they would get their inheritance and what it would be. And they told Levi, the tribe of Levi, which among which was Moses and Aaron, that they wouldn't get an inheritance. Now, obviously, Moses didn't get an inheritance because he wasn't allowed to go. He died before they ever crossed over into, into Canaan. But his brother Aaron and all of his priests, their inheritance is the fact that they work for God directly. Like they run the tabernacles and the churches. They do all of the priestly stuff. They run the, everything. But they don't get any land. That seems a little unfair, doesn't it? But they're doing all the work, but they don't get any land. Here's the caveat. They can go, a Levite, into any city in Canaan, anywhere, on any tribe's property, and they'll be put up and can live for free. They don't have to have an inheritance because their work is going to take them all over Canaan. They can just go wherever and live. So there's provisions for them in every city, a place for the priests to stay. And that's theirs. Not only that, they get the money that comes in from the church. You know, all the tithing and all the sacrificing and all the food and all the, all that comes to the priests and they get their first take of it. So they're never going to go hungry. They're never going to be broke and they're never going to be without a place to live or a place to go. That sounds like a better inheritance than the other people got, which got a little portion of land and said, deal with it. Now you, you run it. So you see, God in his infinite wisdom knows exactly what he's doing. Everyone needs to serve. It's a good deed. One of the laws of Moses. I I, I agree with you. But just the Levites, if you're referring to serving in the temple, only the Levites are required to do that. Also, they, the Levites possess another quality that no one else on earth possesses, and that is the ability to physically touch the Ark of the Covenant. No one else can touch it lest they die. God made it a strict rule. You cannot touch it. If you touch it, you die, period. I don't care if you're trying to save it. You can't touch it or you'll die. And this is illustrated in one of the stories later to come. <clears throat> but the Levites could grab it and move it around and touch it. They could literally put their hands on the throne of Almighty God. That's a pretty big perk, if you ask me. (laughs) 
And these are the counties, or sorry, the countries which the children of Israel inherited in the land of Canaan, with which Eleazar the priest and Joshua the son of Nun, and the heads of the fathers of the tribe of the children of Israel distributed for an inheritance to them. So now we're talking where Israel is going to be set up eventually, which at that time was called something else because the name of the tribe itself was Israel. By lot was their inheritance as the Lord commanded by the hand of Moses for the nine tribes and for the half tribes. So that's nine and a half tribes. Remember, we still got two and a half tribes that are unaccounted for in this deal. For Moses had given the inheritance of the two tribes and the half tribe, that's the other two and a half, on the other side of Jordan. So they got theirs before they entered into Canaan. That's what they wanted. They struck a deal with Moses. Moses talked to God and God approved. So they were allowed to set up their camps and their, their villages on that side of Jordan. So they're not actually with the other tribes. Now, if you read later on in the Bible where there's a division between Israel, there's two kings, right? Uh, I believe it's Jeroboam and, and uh, Rehoboam. That's the beginning of it. So... Ten tribes are under one king, and the other two and a half are under the other king. Both tribe of Judah, both king of Israel. And that division started here. So they were actually separated as a group here. And then way later in Revelations, when it talks about the stick coming back together, the broken stick being brought back together, it's referring to the tribes of Israel coming back forming a nation again. That happened in 1948, by the way. You can do some research and find out what occurred then. It was just after the Second World War, and uh, that is in the Bible. So there's a marker for the beginning of the end-time generation. That's when it started in 1948. Now, retrospectively, in the Bible, a generation is one of three things. It's either 30 years, 70 years, or 120 years, depending on what you're talking about and who's doing the talking. We've already crossed two of those thresholds, the 30 years and the 70 years, so the only thing left is 120 years. So count 120 years from 1948, and you have a time frame by which all of this is supposed to take place. That includes the return of Christ. So think about that for a minute. For Moses had given the inheritance of two tribes and the half-tribe on the other side of Jordan, but unto the Levites he gave none inheritance among them, again, because they weren't expecting any. For the children of Joseph were two tribes, Manasseh and Ephraim, so that's Ephraim and half of the tribe of Manasseh make up one full tribe of the two and a half tribes that are over there. Therefore, they gave no part unto the Levites in the land, save cities to dwell in with their suburbs for their cattle and for their substance. So even though they got no inheritance, they could go to any city and take up shop there and they would have suburbs and, and everything for their, their stuff, you know, the outskirts of town kind of stuff, and they could live within the city walls for free. It's a pretty sweet deal if you ask me. No rent? Come on. 
Sign me up. As the Lord commanded Moses, so the children of Israel did, and they divided the land. Then the children of Judah came unto Joshua in Gilal. The tribe of Judah is the lion. That's the tribe by which Christ will come, and David and Solomon and all those guys. Interestingly enough, though, not Saul, the first king. He was not of the tribe of Judah. And Caleb, the son of Junipha, the Kenizzite, not to be confused with Kenite. This is a Kenizzite, different tribe, said unto him, Thou knowest the thing that the Lord said unto Moses, the man of God concerning me and thee in Kadesh Barna. You remember what he said? Forty years old was I when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barna to espy out the land. Remember that? You remember when they sent me and this other guy to go find out what was going on in Canaan and bring back a report? Do you guys remember that? This is one of those guys. And I brought him word again, and it was in mine heart. Or as it was in mine heart. Nevertheless, my brethren that went up with me made the heart of the people melt, but I wholly followed the Lord my God. This is an excuse because when they came back, they lied to Moses. They told Moses that the people in this town that they went to were so big that they didn't stand a chance to get them. They, they were like grasshoppers in their sight. Well, they were big boys. They weren't that big. And they were defeatable, as you've seen already, because Joshua defeated them. The sons of Anak are who we're referring to. Anak is one of the tribes the Anakim mentioned in the Bible and the Anunnaki mentioned in Sumerian texts, same group of people that were a direct descendant of the fallen angels that came down in Mount Hermon. This was one of their children and their, his children are the sons of Anak that we're talking about. And they were so scared of them that they came back and lied to Moses, or at least one of them did. But this guy is saying, I followed the Lord. I didn't lie. And Moses swear on that day, saying, Surely the land whereon thy feet have trodden shall be thine inheritance and thy children's forever, because thou hast wholly followed the Lord my God. Now, he may have said that. I don't remember him saying exactly that, but he may have. But nonetheless, this guy bringing it up at this time is kind of like padding his resume. It's like, hey, Joshua, you remember... You remember back then when I went and spied for Moses? Moses told me that all this would be mine because I was good and right with God. Do you remember that? Because I remember that. Do you remember that? That's what he's doing. And now, behold, the Lord hath kept me alive. And as he said, these 40 and 5 years, ever since the Lord spake this word unto Moses 45 years ago, while the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness, and now... Lo, I am this day fourscore and five years old. That's 20, 40, 60, 85 years old. As yet, I am as strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me. And as my strength was then, even so my strength is now. For war, both to go out and to come in. I am the man, says this 85-year-old dude. Now, therefore, give me this mountain. Wherefore the Lord spake in that day, for thou heardest in that day how the Anakims were there, and that the cities were great and fenced. If so be the Lord, 
will be with me. If so be it, the Lord will be with me. Then I shall be able to drive them out, as for the Lord said. And Joshua said, you want to fight the Anakims? Go right ahead. You can have the mountain. I'll sit back and watch and see how it turns out. And Joshua blessed him and gave unto Caleb, the son of Junipheh, Hebron for an inheritance. Now, Hebron, if you remember the map, is pretty close to Mount Hermon. That's where the angels came down, and they spread out from Mount Hermon into Hebron. <clears throat> Hebron, therefore, became the inheritance of Caleb, the son of Junipheh, and the Kenizzite unto this day, because that he wholly followed the Lord God of Israel. So this statement would suggest that he was telling the truth, even though he's padding his resume a little bit, that he did do what God told him to do, and the other guy is the guy that lied. Either way, they came back with a false report, which is one of the Ten Commandments, shouldn't bear false witness to your neighbor, or anybody else for that matter. And the name of Hebron before was Kirjath Arba. Kirjath Arba. Klingon. It's Klingon. Which Arba was a great man among the Anakims. And the land had rest from war. That means that the war ended there. There were no more fighting. Now, if you go back and look up the word Arba, A-R-B-A, and do some research on that name, you will come to some stories about Arbor, Arborites or Arbonites or Anakims. He was one of the sons of Anakim, or Anak, rather. Or great, it could be great-grandson, grandson, son. See, they have no word in Hebrew for grandfather. So when you say, I'm the son of somebody, that just means you're in the lineage of that person. You could be his great-great-great-great-great-grandfather, but you are his son, grandson. This, then, was the lot of the tribe of the children of Judah by their families, even to the border of Edom. Edom is where Esau was from, Esau, Jacob's brother. He ruled over Edom. The wilderness of Zen, southward, was the utmost part of the south coast. And their south border was from the shore of the Salt Sea, from the bay that looketh southward. And it went out to the south of the Malekakrebim. Malekakrebim. I said that right. Yep, that's another Klingon word. And passed along to Zen and ascended up to the south side of Kardesh Barna and passed along Hezron, and went up to Adar, and fetched a compass to Karka. That means a straight line to Karka. From, from thence it passed towards Asmon, and went unto the river of Egypt, which would be, anybody listening? What river goes through Egypt? That would be the Nile, everybody. So the great river of Egypt would be the Nile. And the goings out of that coast were at the sea. This shall be your south coast. So if you follow the river Nile, good Bubby Watts, 10 points for you, my buddy. 
If you follow the River Nile down to the river, that is the edge of the coasts of what was to be Judea or the the land of Judah, the tribe of Judah, which encompasses Jerusalem, by the way. It's in that area. To give you an idea. And the east border was the Salt Sea, even unto the end of Jordan. If you follow Jordan all the way out, you'll find the end of the Salt Sea area. And their border in the north quarter was from the bay of the sea of the uttermost part of Jordan. And the border went up to Beth-Holga and passed along by the north of Betharaba. And the border went up to the stone of Bowen, the son of Reuben. The stone of Bowen is a title, right? It's a place where you get quarries. Bowen is one of the children of Reuben. And his area is probably where they got the stones to build the pyramids from. So you can get an idea where that's at. And the border went up towards Debir from the valley of Achor. And so northward, looking towards Gilgal, that is before the going up of Adumimim. Adumim. Adumim. That A word, which is on the south side of the river, and the border passed towards the waters of Enshemesh. And the goings out thereof were at Enrogel. And the border went up by the valley of the son of Hinnom unto the south side of the Jebusite. That's where they're from. I finally figured it out. The, the same is Jerusalem. So if you take all of that stuff we just said and figure out where they're talking about and find all of the borders that they labeled according to the surrounding topography, you will then understand how much bigger Jerusalem was intended to be before it became what it is today. And had they followed the word of God and done what they were told from the beginning as they should have, that would be Jerusalem. Instead, it's a war-torn area, and a very small portion of it is now Jerusalem, and that's what you get for disobeying God. So pay attention. Bubby Watt says, slightly off topic, but have you seen the Nile River's population compared to the rest of Egypt? Yeah. Or just a satellite photo of the Nile at night? Yeah. I've done both, and I can tell you there's a reason for that. And the border went up to the top of the mountain that lieth before the valley of Hinnom westward, which is at the end of the valley of the giants northward. Where, are the, where is the valley of the giants? Well, that would be below Mount Hermon. And the border was drawn. Oh, by the way, this word giants here typically is translated uh, gigantes, which means big doesn't necessarily mean that they're giants they just translate the word gigantes into big uh, it also could be that they are from a certain part of the world that is also called gigantes which is um that little island where all the uh ruins are what is the name of that place they got malta that's the place they could be from malta 
which they have a temple there called the Temple of the Gigantes, which is the same word. But I surmise that they probably meant giants. But just so you know, that word is translated a little funny. And it comes from the words Nafa and Rafa. That's where giants come from. Transliterated, not translated. There's a difference. So Nafa are the fallen ones and Rafa are the dead ones. So you get the idea, Nephilim, the fallen angels, Raphium, the dead walking. Got it? And the border was drawn from the top of the hill unto the fountain of the water of Nephtoa. Nephtoa. And went out to the cities of the Mount Ephron. And the border was drawn to Bala, which means place of the Lord. Not our Lord, but a Lord. Bala. Ah is the word. Which is Kirjathjerim. Bala. They worship Baal there, which means Lord. Not the Lord, a Lord. You following me so far? It's the, the clue is in the names. There's a reason this land was taken from the people who inhabited it and given to the Israelites, or the, the Hebrews, which became Israelites. Uh, there's a reason for it. And the biggest one is idol worship, false idols, worshiping fake gods. That's the biggest reason they were kicked out. They were also engaged in things like passing children through the fires sacrificing the child for the sake of the parent, which is the same practice we do today in Planned Parenthood around the world, around the country. Uh, same practice, much, much, much better bottom line, if you get my drift. Ball is a happy God if I'm concerning it correctly, discerning it correctly. And we don't want that. So we need to put a stop to it, ladies and gentlemen, which is Kirjathjerim. And the border compassed from Bala westward to Mount Seir and passed along unto the side of Mount Jerim, which is Chesalon on the north side, and went down to Beth Shemesh and passed to Timnah. And the border went out unto the side of Ekron northward, and the border was drawn from Sikron or Shikron and passed along Mount Bala the mountain of God, not our God, lowercase God, and went to Jabneel. And the goings out of the border were at the sea. And the west border was to the great sea, or the, you know, Atlantic, and the coasts thereof, or the Indian, I don't know which, I have to look at a map, can't remember where it comes in at. This is the coast of the children of Judah, round about according to their families. And unto Caleb, the son of Junivah, he gave a part among the children of Judah, according to the commandment of the Lord to Joshua, even the city of Arba, the father of Anak, which is where? Hebron. Hebron is the place where the big boys were. That's where the two spies went, somewhere in that area and came back and told them about the giant people there that would eat them like grasshoppers and such. Caleb, being one of the two men sent to spy out this land, there were giants. Yes, they were giants. 
uh, the sons of Anak were giants. There were nine tribes of giants in that region, nine tribes. I don't remember all their names, so you just have to trust me on it. I'm sure it says it somewhere in here. But of, of those nine tribes, Anak was one of them, and those are the offspring of the fallen angels. So they had nine tribes worth of people, which eventually took over the world, as it were. They were causing so much havoc they were causing so much violence and so much depravity that God wanted to destroy the whole world to get rid of them. That's how bad they were. They, they were known for having insatiable appetites. They were starving to death and they could not eat enough or kill enough or rape enough or anything else they wanted to do enough to satiate those appetites. They were inconsolable monsters. That's why the flood happened. That's why God wiped them off of the face of the earth, except for the ones that were on the ark. What? Yes, there were a couple on the ark, at least a pink one and a blue one. How do I know that? Because God told Moses, I mean Noah, sorry, nobody was on Moses' ark. God told Noah to take two of every flesh and seven of every unclean flesh. What is an unclean flesh? Well, most of the time it's talking about scavengers. But I would bear witness to say that a fallen angel's offspring is an unclean being that does not belong here. But he would have been on that ark. So, there you go. There were eight Adamic souls of Adam on that ark. Only eight. The rest were other races. And Caleb drove thence the three sons of Anak. Here's some of the names. Anak, Sheshai, Hyman, Talmai, and the children of Anak. Those are all the children of Anak. Anak was one of the patriarchs, the nine patriarchs, and these are his children. No, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, that's right. That's what it says. And he went up thence to the inhabitants of Debir, and the name of Debir before Kirjath Sefer. That's what the, that that's what the name was before. Kirjath Sefer then turned into Debir. And Caleb said, He that smiteth Kirjath Sefer and taketh it to him, I will give Ashsah, my daughter, to wife. Mostly because nobody can pronounce her name. But you know, if you take this building, you can have her. Or you can take the city, you can have her. And on Othniel, the son of Hinaz, the brother of Caleb, took it, and he gave him Ashsa to, to his daughter to wife. Aksa. I'm going to call her Aksa. That sounds more reasonable, even though that's a C-H. It's Aksa. And it came to pass, as she came unto him, they had sex, that she moved him to ask of her father a field. And she lighted off her ass. Now, I know this sounds rough. Let's get through it. And Caleb said unto her, What wouldest thou? What do you want from me? So let me translate. Lighted off her ass means she got off her donkey. Not she was sitting on her ass watching as the world turns. So she came on a donkey to have sex with Caleb, her new husband. On, on, uh, off Neil, her new husband. And in the process, she met Caleb, and Caleb asked, what are you doing here? Who are you? Why are you here? Does that make sense? Okay. 
who answered, Give me a blessing, for thou hast given me a south land. Give me also springs of water. And he gave her the upper springs and the nether springs on both sides of the south land. Right away, this woman is a gold digger. She just got married, and she's asking for more land. Gimme, 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 gimme. That's where they came from. You want to know where Kim Kardashian comes from? Achna. It's her fault. <laughs> I didn't know the giants ate people. Gross. I'm glad God got rid of them. Giants would eat anything, including people. They couldn't satisfy their appetite. It was that bad. So this woman has negotiated herself into two sets of springs on either side of her south land, southern property. This is the inheritance of the tribe of the children of Judah, according to their families. And the uttermost cities of the tribe of the children of Judah towards the coast of Edom, that would be Esau's property, southward to Kabzeel and Eder and Jagur, not Jaguar, Jagger, and to Kenach, and to Demonath, or Demona, and Adara, and Kadesh, and Hazor, and Ithnan, and Ziph, and Telim, and Beloth. Beloth, that's the guy that was the bad guy in uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, right? And Hazor, and Hadata, and Kirioth. And Hezron. We said Hezron. No, you said Hazor. It's not Hezron. And Hazor, which is Hezron. Do you see what's confusing here? Amam and Shema and Molada and Hezargada and Heshmon and Bethpalat and Hazarshul and Beersheba. Beersheba, Beersheba, and Bizjatha, Bizjothjah, another Klingon word there, Balach, Im, and Azim, and Eltadad, and Chesil, and Horma, and Ziklag, not to be confused with Peleg, which is a person who was in the place when the land was divided by waters. This is Ziklag, which is another place. David will eventually fight in that area. Mad Manna. That's the the uh, Lucy Goosey Swordsman in Willow, right? Bad Manna. No, that's Bad Mardigan. Bad Manna. Bad, mad Mad Manna. He was a Mad Manna. I'm telling you, it's crazy that guy. Mad Manna. And Sansana. And Leboeth. And Shilhim. And Ain. Not to be confused with. Amam or Am, but Aim and Remen. All the cities are 29 with their villages. And in the valley, Eshtol and Zorea, and Ashna and Zenoa and Inganim and Tapua and Enam, not to be confused with Azim, it's Enam, Jarmuth and Adullam and Soko. Not New York. Soho, not Soho, Soho. And Azekah and Shiram and Adithame and Gadara 
and Gedorathame. Fourteen cities with their villages. Zenan and Hadasha and Mildag, Mildogad, Mildogad and Delin and Mizpeh and Jokthil and Lakish. That's a, a city that you're going to want to pay attention to, Lakish. Some other things are going to happen there soon. Bozkoth and El Eglon, which is a dragon. And Carbon and Lachman. Nope. Lachmam and Kithlish and Gedaroth and Beth Dagon. Beth Dagon means house of the dragon, by the way. Just so you know who we're talking about there. And Nama and Makata. Sixteen cities were their villages, Libna and Esther Ether and Ashhan and Zipha and Ashna and Nezib and Kila and Achzib and Maresha. Nine cities with their villages, Ekron with her towns and her villages, from Ekron even unto the sea, all that lay near Ashdod with their villages, Ashdod with their towns and with their villages, Gaza, which is, you know, where do you think it is? Gaza, the Gaza Strip, not Giza, Gaza, with her towns and her villages, unto the river of Egypt, which is the Nile, and the great sea, and the border thereof, and in the mountains, Shamir and Jatir and Soho, not New York, not Soho, Soho, and Dana and Kirjathsana, which is just below Atlanta, in case you don't know, which is Debir and Anab and Eshtimah. That sounds incomplete. And Anim and Goshen. Goshen is another city you're going to want to pay attention to as some things happen there soon. I will never remember all those names. I can't even pronounce all of these names. It's okay. Keep rolling with me. We're getting there. No. Close your eyes. It's Bella. <laughs> Don't look. Marion. And Holon. And Gilho. Giloch. Giloch. Eleven cities with their villages. Arab. The Ahab, king of the Golden Sands, Duma, and Eshin, and Janum, and Beth Tapua, and Athachech, that's another Klingon word, <coughs> and Humta, and Kirjath, Kirjath Arba, which is Hebron. Remember Kirjath Arba? Arba, Hebron. Hezron, Hebron. Got it? Hazor. He 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 Hezron. <laughs> Hebron, not Hezron. Zior, nine cities with their villages. I've confused you now, haven't I? I've confused myself. What's going on? Hmm? Mon. Oh. That's Mayon, by the way. Caramel, which is delicious. And Zilf. Zif. And Juta. And Jezreel. And Jokadim. And Zanoa. Keban. Or, sorry, Cain. Cain? Cain. Not that Cain. Another Cain. Cain. Gabea. Timnah. Ten cities with their villages. Halhul. Bethzer. And Gedor. And Marath. And Bethanoth. And Eltakon. Six cities with their villages. Kirjath Baal, which means 
you guessed it, Valley of the Lord, which is Kirjath-Jerim and Rabbah, two cities with their villages in the wilderness, Beth-Rabbah, Midin, and Sekaga. Sekaga? Sekaga. And Nibshan, and the cities of salt, and Ingedi, which is right next to Saren. There's the Ingedi, and then there's Saren. Got it? Six cities with their villages. Don't take geography from Jake, okay? As for the Jebusites, that's where they're from, the inhabitants of Jerusalem. That where the Jebusites are from? Yes, Jebus lived in Jerusalem. The children of Judah could not drive them out, but the Jebusites dwell with the children of Judah at Jerusalem unto this day. I'm going to read that again so that you hear me. They tried to rid Jerusalem of the Jebusites, the sons of Jebus, but they could not do it. So they formed a truce, and they lived there together. The Jebusites dwell in the children of Judah at Jerusalem to this day. What you see of the main stage of the world, the little squirrely hair and the funny hats and the people that are doing this all the time at the Wailing Wall, those are Jebusites, not Jews. Though they call themselves Jews, they are not. They are not the real Jews, not the tribe of Judah to which I speak. Understand that what you claim to see or what has been claimed to you to see is not the real thing. So everything that comes from that tribe into your mind is incorrect because it's not from the people whom it should be from. Got it? They will claim to be Jews, but they are not Jews. That means that whatever happens is not part of the Bible, because only the Jews, the tribe of Judah, can initiate certain things, can cause certain things, are going to be part of certain things. And if they are not, it will not. Keep that in mind as we go forward. And the lot of the children of Joseph fell from Jordan by Jericho unto the water of Jericho on the east to the wilderness that goeth up from Jericho throughout Mount Bethel and goeth out from Bethel to Luz and passeth along unto the borders of Arki unto Ataroth and goeth down westward to the coast of Japheth Japhleti, under the coast of Bethharon, and Nether, and Gezer, and the goings out thereof to the sea. So the children of Joseph, Manasseh, and Ephraim took their inheritance. In other words, they weren't given an inheritance. They took their inheritance on the western side of, Jer of Jordan. The rest on the eastern side of Jordan, were given to them by God. See the difference? Although God approved it, he did not set that 
land aside for them, and they had to conquer it of their own accord, and it was relatively peaceful. There weren't a lot of people there, so they just took their inheritance. These people were granted their inheritance. See the difference? And the border of the children of Ephraim, according to their families, was thus. Even the border of their inheritance unto the east side was Atarathadar. Atarathadar. Unto Betharon and the upper. And the border went out towards the sea of Mechmethach, which is a Klingon word, if I've ever heard one. Mechmethach. On the north side, and the border went out, or sorry, went about eastward to Tanith Shiloh and passeth by on the east of Genoa. And it went down from Genoa to Ataroth and to Naroth and came to Jericho and went out at Jordan. The border went out from Japua westward unto the river Kana, and the goings out thereof were at the sea. This is the inheritance of the tribe of the children of Ephraim by their families on the eastern side of Jordan down that line. So if you're looking at the Jordan River, you can pretty much see where all these places are going down the Jordan River. And on the other side is Canaan, that whole area that we showed a map of last week. And the separate cities for the children of Ephraim were among the inheritance of the children of Manasseh, all the cities with their villages. And they drave not out the Canaanites that dwelt in Gezer, but the Canaanites dwelt among the Ephraimites unto this day and serve under tribute, which means they made slaves of them, but they couldn't get rid of them. These are people, by the way, who disobeyed God because God told them to kill everybody there and they couldn't do it. They didn't do it. They didn't want to do it. They instead made them slaves, which is not the same thing. So, I'll leave it into your imagination as to why their countries and those areas are the way they are. If you ever want to call God a, a Nazi or a, a whatever the word is, a tyrant, just think about who he's dealing with and what they did according to what he said to them to do. There was also a lot for the tribe of Manasseh, for he was the firstborn of Joseph. To wit, for Machir, the firstborn of Manasseh, the father of Gilead. Because he was a man of war, therefore he had Gilead and Bashan. So even though half the tribe of Manasseh took their inheritance on that side of the Jordan River. There was a lot set off for the other half of the tribe of Manasseh over here because they were the firstborn of Joseph, which is one of the patriarchs of this group. And so that would encompass Gilead and Bashan. Bashan is a big area. A lot of things happened in Bashan. Baalpeor and all that. There was also a lot for the rest of the children of Manasseh by their families for the children of Abizur. Abizur is going to come into play later on. And for the children of Helek. And for the children of Azrael, the cat from Smurfs. Remember that cat? That's Azrael. And for the children of Shechem. And for the children of Hefer. Somebody's named Hefer. And for the children of 
Shemitah. These were the male children of Manasseh, the son of Joseph, by their families. But Zelophead, or Zelophead, or Zelope, he had Zelophead, the son of Hefer, the son of Gilead, the son of Machir, the son of Manasseh, had no sons but daughters. Hey, feminists! Remember when you said that the Bible was patriarchal and that it didn't involve women? It told them to shut up and not be part of the thing. Remember that? This is another example, and that's this three so far, and we're not even seven books in. Might be seven books. We're right at it. Three times women have been given charge by God, the patriarchal maniac that you like to refer to. Here they are. Guess what they're going to end up with, these daughters of Zelophead? He didn't have any sons. He had no heir. Therefore, he had daughters. And they're going to argue here shortly, hey, we may not be sons, but we're still his kid. Shouldn't we be written into the inheritance? And therefore, they were told yes. Yes, you do deserve to inherit what your father owned. Therefore, you are the landlords of this lot that was intended for your dad. It's yours now. Deal with it as you please, like a free white woman, or whatever it is they were. <laughs> and these are the names of his daughters. Mala and Noah and Hagla, and Milka, and Tirzah. Never mind Hagla, she was kind of fat. Noah was transgendered, obviously. And uh, Tirzah swung around on vines. And they came near before Eleazar the priest, and before Joshua the son of Nun, and before the princes, that's everybody in charge, saying, the Lord commanded Moses to give us an inheritance among our brethren. Therefore, according to the commandment of the Lord, he gave them an inheritance among the brethren of their father. They didn't give us squat. Something's wrong here. And there fell ten portions to Manasseh. You know, the half-tribe that disobeyed God. They got ten portions. What do we get? Just because we're women. Besides the land of Gilead and Bashan, which were on the other side of Jordan, because the daughters of Manasseh had an inheritance among his sons, and the rest of Manasseh's sons had the land of Gilead. Uh, we want equality, they said. We're feminists, they said. That's not what they said. Now... Manasseh had the land of Tapua, but Tapua on the border of Manasseh belonged to the children of Ephraim. And the coast descended unto the river Cana, southward of the river. These cities of Ephraim are among the cities of Manasseh. The coast of Manasseh also was on the north side of the river, and the goings out to the sea. Southward it was Ephraim's, and northward it was Manasseh's leaving no room for us. You took it all. And the sea is his border. They met together at Asher on the north and in Issachar on the, on the east. And Manasseh had is, in Issachar and in Asher Bethshean. 
and her towns. An I-bleam, which is a piece of steel that you hold up a building with, an I-bleam. Don't you know what that is? And her towns and the inhabitants of Dor, the explorer, and her towns and the inhabitants of Endor, which is where the witches of Eastwick come from, I think. It's in the Bible somewhere. And her towns and the inhabitants of Tanakh, which is where they found the Ark of the Covenant in Raiders of the Lost Ark. And her towns and the inhabitants of Megiddo and her towns. Even three countries you've given up. Yet, where's our inheritance? We don't have anything. <laughs> Lisa Reen says, I do not get it. Okay, land was divided up, given, taken, and so many names of cities and towns. I just don't get it. I have a headache. Well, that's why I'm trying to make it funny, Lisa Reen. You don't need to remember all of this. You just need to understand that these people were well taken care of, and it was well thought out, every portion that they got. That's boiling all this down to that. God took these people as slaves out of Egypt, wandered them around in the desert until all the older people died and the younger people were still here because the older people were hard-headed and wouldn't listen to God. When the younger people were of age, he led them into Canaan, and then he gave each one of them the inheritance that he promised Abraham. Remember him telling Abraham that I will make you a father of nations? He only had one son, so how's that? Well, this is how. I think he actually had more than one son, but at the time he only had one son. Anyway, all of these people that we've named off, the 12 tribes and thousands of people in each tribe come from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Those are the three patriarchs of that family, right? So, never mind all these funny names. Don't let it bog you down. Don't let it push you away. Just know each person and their family were taken care of as God promised. This is the fulfillment of that promise. And a lot of the names, the reason this is written this way, like, for example, Megiddo mentioned here and Tanakh mentioned here. Just in that sentence, there are two very important cities that were written about 4,000 years ago that exist today. And some things have happened in those cities and will happen in those cities that are very important. So the structure of where they are and who lived there is important to know if you're studying that particular event, right? For example, Megiddo is where we get the word Armageddon from. Armageddon, as you know, is the last battle that mankind will have to do on earth. And that battle will not be with mankind because God's going to fight it. In other words, he's going to throw asteroids at the bad guys who are going to gather in Megiddo, the valley of Megiddo right there in that part of the world. So the fact that it's mentioned here and is part of the tribes of the people we're talking about, which is why God's going to destroy it, is set up here 4,000 years ago, written by Joshua, the predecessor to Moses. So that's why it's important, so that you get a layout of the land. But you don't have to remember all this stuff. This is not salvation stuff. This is historical stuff. 
just enjoy the story and the jokes I'm making and try and get through it. We're almost there. And then we'll get on to some stuff that's a lot easier to digest. And I understand that the first five books of the Bible are very hard to get through because of that very reason. But that's why people like me exist that do understand it and can point out all of the idiosyncrasies while speaking about it so you don't have to. Hope that helps. Yet, the children of Manasseh's the children of Manasseh could not drive out the inhabitants of those cities, but the Canaanites would dwell in the land. Yet it came to pass when the children of Israel were waxen strong, they had gotten really, really big and powerful, that they put the Canaanites to tribute. They made slaves of them, but did not utterly drive them out. As God told him them to utterly drive them out, they did not. Now you understand why that portion of the world has been at war for 2,000 years now because they did not drive out the people they were supposed to drive out. Instead, they conscripted them and made them slaves and servants and strangers. And the children of Joseph spake unto Joshua, saying, Why hast thou given me but one lot and one portion to inherit, seeing I am a great people for as much as the Lord hath blessed me hitherto? And Joshua said, because I don't like you, dude. That's not what he said. If thou be a great people, then get thee up to the wood country and cut down for thyself there in the land of the Perizzites and of the giants, if Mount Ephraim be too narrow for thee. Ooh, sick burn, Joshua. What did he just say? If you're so great, Joseph, if you're so big, if you're such a big man, there's a whole pile of giants right over there. Go take it. Cut your trees down and make your buildings there amongst the giants. Oh, what's the matter? Are you chicken? That's what he said. If you're so big, go take it out over there at the Perizzites. They'll show you what big is. And the children of Joseph said, The hill is not enough for us. And all the Canaanites that dwell in the land of the valley have chariots of iron, both they who are of the Bethsheen and her towns, and they who are of the valley of Jezreel. Well, Joseph, didn't God tell you to kill all of those people? You did not kill all of those people, and now you're worried because they have chariots of iron? Well, if you'd have killed them all, you wouldn't have that problem now, would you? But they don't listen. And Joshua spake unto the house of Joseph, even to Ephraim and to Manasseh, saying, Thou art a great people, and hast great power. Thou shalt not have one lot only, but the mountain shall be thine. For it is a wood, it's a forest on that mountain. And thou shalt cut it down. And the outgoings of it shall be thine. All the profits you make from logging this area will be yours. For thou shalt drive out the Canaanites, though they have chariots of iron, and though they be strong, you're just going to have to make do. You can have all the land you want, but you're going to have to drive out those Canaanites because that's what God told you to do, and I'm tired. I've been fighting this whole battle by myself pretty much. Get over there and do something. And the whole congregation of the children of Israel assembled together at Shiloh 
and set up the tabernacle of the congregation there, and the land was subdued before them. They achieved their goal. And there remained among the children of Israel seven tribes which had not yet received their inheritance. And Joshua said unto the children of Israel, How long shall ye lack to go possess the land? How long are you going to stick around doing nothing? Get out there and conquer your area. You've been subjugated. You've been given a plot of land. Go clear it off and get busy. Seven groups of people had not done anything yet out of all of this fighting. How long shall you slack to go possess the land which the Lord God of your fathers hath given you? Give out from among you three men for each tribe, and I will send them. And they shall rise and go through the land and describe it according to the inheritance of them. And they shall come again to me. Says three kids from every group. He's going to send out this seven times three. And they're going to go spy out the land and find out what's there and who's there according to their inheritance and come back and give them a report so they'll know what they're up against. And then they'll get busy. So Joshua is delegating here. Joshua's saying, okay, fine, I'll take over. I'll tell you how to do it. Just give me some men and I'll send them out and we'll get an accurate description of the land and then we'll figure out what to do from there. And they shall divide it into seven parts. Judah shall abide in their coasts on the south, and the house of Joseph shall abide in their coasts on the north. And ye shall therefore describe the land into seven parts. And bring the description hither to me, that I may cast lots for you here before the Lord our God. Since you won't go take it yourself, I will tell you who's going to get what. But the Levites have no part among you, for the priesthood of the Lord is their inheritance. And Gad and Reuben and the half-tribe of Manasseh have received their inheritance beyond Jordan on the east, which Moses the servant of the Lord gave them. And the men rose and went away. And Joshua charged them that went to describe the land, saying, Go and walk through the land and describe it. In other words, make a map. And come again to me that I may here cast lots before you, or lots for you before the Lord in Shiloh. And the men went and passed through the land and described it by the cities into seven parts in a book. So they had a book, and each page had a different map on it. Got it? And it came again to Joshua to the host at Shiloh. If you ever want to know what the word host means, that's the group of people at Shiloh. That's a host. Same host in Genesis when God said, let us make man in our image. He was talking to a host then. Who was the host? It's all the souls that he created at that time, including the angels, including Jesus Christ, all there, including you. And Joshua cast lots for them in Shiloh before the Lord. And there Joshua divided the land unto the children of Israel according to their divisions. And the lot of the tribe of the children of Benjamin came up according to their families. And the coast of their lot came forth between the children of Judah and the children of Joseph. And their border on the north side was from Jordan, and the border went up to the side of Jericho on the north side, and went up through the mountains westward, and the goings out whereof were at the wilderness of Bethaven. 
and the border went over from thence towards Luz, on the side of Luz, which Bethel, which is Bethel southward. So Luz and Bethel are the same place. So if you ever hear either one of those names, we're talking about Bethel, the house of God, Bethel, house of God. And the border descended from Atarathadar, Atarathadar, near the hill that lieth on the south side of the nether Bethoron. That's lower than the other place. And the border was drawn thence and compassed the corner of the sea southward from the hill that lieth before Bethoron southward. And the goings out thereof were at Kirjathbal, valley of the Lord. Not the Lord, but a Lord, which is Kirjath-Jerim, same place. Anything with the Kirjath prefix is the same location. A city of the children of Judah. This was the West Quarter. And that tells you where it's at in Canaan. The West Quarter. Which quarter? The Upper Quarter. How do I know that? Because he didn't say Southern. <laughs> and the South Quarter, see, told you, was from the end of Kirjath-Jerim. At the border went out to the west, on the west, and went out to the wall of waters at Nephtoa. Nephtoa, the son of Toa. Hmm. Or fallen son. However, you want to read that. Anyway. And the border came down to the end of the mountain that lieth before the valley of the son of Hinnom, and which is in the valley of the giants on the north, and descended to the valley of Hinnom, and to the side of Jebusi. Really? Jebusi? That's where the Jebusites came from. Jebusis on the south, and descended to Enrogel and was drawn from the north and went forth to Eshemesh, or Enshemesh, sorry, and went forth toward Galilath, Galilath, which is over against the going up of Adunim, Adumim, and descends to the stone of Bohan, the son of Reuben. Again, the stone of Bohan is a rocking outcrop, which is where the sons of Reuben live, one of them being Bohan. And passed along towards the side over against Arabah, northward. Arabah, or Arabia. And went down to Arabah. And the border passed along to the side of Beth-Hogla, northward. And the outgoings of the border were at the north bay of the Salt Sea, at the south end of the Jordan. This was the south coast. And that's where we're going to stop for today, ladies and gentlemen. I know that wore your brain slap ass out. It did mine too. I hope that you found some interesting uh, tidbits there. I hope that it tested you and caused you to think. I hope that it made you question things and brought you closer to your father. I'm trying to highlight this and it ain't working in my favor. Highlight. Thank you bookmark. Thank you. Now, 
as we ponder on all the weird names that we just said and all of the weird places that we just visited and all of the weird people that inhabit those places, won't you please do me a gigantic favor and hit that subscribe button and press the bell icon so you get notifications of when I'm going to be online. Smash that like button. It's free. It's effortless. It's right in front of you, and it really does help me with the algorithms. Helps us get recommended to other people, so please do that, would you? Share this video with somebody you love. Better yet, share it with somebody you don't love. Bring them into the family. Make them part of the fold. Be part of their solutions, not part of their problems. Leave comments down below and let me know what you're thinking about. Question me, curse me, bless me, challenge me, confront me, conform me, drink my Kool-Aid. Make your own Kool-Aid as long as you're thinking critical. That's what I want. Critical thought coming from that brain of yours, and hey... If you love the Word of God, and you can see the value in what I'm trying to build here, and you'd like to be part of that, or if you feel led to send your tithes, offerings, or love offerings, or if you'd just like to pat me on the back and say, hey, Jake, go buy a motorcycle tire. It's on me. You can do that. You can support my work by going to paypal.me slash Jake Johnson Band, or if you're a Cash App user, dollar sign Jake Johnson Band. Every little bit helps. It's a win-win. It's a blessing to me. It's a blessing to you, too, because God notices these things. And I will do everything in my power to be worthy of that support and give you what you came here to get. Now, let's round out this video as I answer all of your questions and comments. Hey, Bubby Watts says, also, follow Untethered Live on Rumble. That's right. That's rumble.com slash untethered live here and there. Thank you, Bubby Watts. I appreciate you. There's the link right there. Thank you, sir. Hello, Walter. Good to see you, buddy. Walter says, hi, Jake, April, Bubby, ATL, Sasquatch. Hit the like and subscribe, everyone, says Bubby Watts. Kevin, Lisa Reen, says Walter. Hey, Walter, good to see you, buddy. Happy Father's Day. Thanks, Jake. I learned something new. Pee. Pee? You learned how to pee? Hmm. Sub, share, hit that like. We love you. Thank you, April. Did I miss anything? I, yes, I understand. Amen, Jake. Good evening, all. I didn't miss anything. A lot of weird names. Yes, sir. Where do you think the Klingons got it? Tish. Ha. 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 Kapla. I don't know anything about that sort of thing. Anyway. Walter says, Jake, you know the song Conversations with the Devil by Ray Hubbard. I have not heard it. I'm familiar with who Ray Wiley Hubbard is, but I don't know that song. Why? April learned the letter P. This episode is brought to you by the letter P and the number two. How many is that? One. Ah, ah, ah. Two. Ah, ah, ah. I just had a flashback. I'm sorry. April says, ha, 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 Bobby Watts. Well, you wrote it. What are you laughing at him for? Thanks, Jake. Learn something new. P. C. You got to add the rumble part to your like subscribe part. Yes, sir. I'm working on it. Hadn't got there yet. I just got the uh, rumble thing up and running. So it's still in uh, trial phase, but we're getting there. So I'm the only person that works at this establishment, so uh, it takes me a while to get things done sometimes. Y'all make me laugh, says April. 
I'm guessing that's what that hieroglyphic means. Walter says, hey, buddy, had a good weekend. I made more this weekend than I make all week. Side jobs, keep the lights on. Yep, I wish I had side jobs. I got a podcast that helps me keep the lights on, so keep that in mind as you're making such good money. That's uh, paypal.me slash Jake Johnson Band or Cash App users, but a dollar sign Jake Johnson. I'm just kidding. <clears throat> Typo, I suck at texting. That's all right, honey. We're just making fun of you. I knew what you meant. I had a flashback to that, too, says Bubby Watts. You're talking about the uh, count? Ah, ah, ah. It's a good song. The last verse is good. It's gold. I'll check it out, Walter. I hadn't heard it. Although I don't like songs that glorify the devil, so if he's having conversations with him, I'm not sure I'm going to enjoy it. I had to wipe from my lexicon Sympathy for the Devil, which is a great song, but but can't do it. It 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 uh glorifies Satan. And I don't worship false gods. MVTV, what's up, buddy? Says I visited Rumble on Friday night and damn thing kept wanting me to validate my account about three times after I did. Oh PS. Good evening and yo. Happy Father's Day. I hope you're having a great day today. It's not glorifying the devil. Okay, I'll check it out. Bubby Watt says, the Red Sox swept the Yankees. Let's go. That was for Kevin Cox, by the way. I don't know if he's still here. I think he's still here somewhere in the background. He hasn't said anything in a while, but I think he's listening. April's still here. She can delay the message, relay the message. Yeah, Um. sometimes it's hard to get uh, Rumble to get going, but once you get it going, it's fine. So if you if you did in fact validate your account, you shouldn't have to do it again. Just refresh and move on. It should be fine. But if it's in fact hooking or, or, or hiccuping on you, I apologize for that. They don't have everything right yet, but they're working on it. And if it does it again, let me know, and I'll send them a request to fix it. It's actually about finding salvation, says Walter. I will check it out. April says, MVTV, love you. Heart Pac-Man Ghost. Yes, he's watching, says April. Kevin is watching, so he heard you there. Bobby Watts. Questions, comments, criticisms, catharses, catalogs, calendars. Captain Crunch. Anything? Anybody? Hey, Montana, says Walter. What did you what did you glean from today, Lisa Reen? Even though you have a headache, I would offer you a goodie powder and a nightcap. It let me watch it okay, but refused to let me comment. Hi, April. I'm sorry, MBTV. Well, I'll look into that and see if I can't figure out what's going on with that. But uh, I would suggest uh, making sure you have an up-to-date browser or an up-to-date app, depending on whichever one you're using, and make sure that it works. And it should work, because I had problems with it when I first started, too. It wouldn't let me chat at all. I could chat, but I couldn't read what anybody else was chatting. Now, I upgraded my browser, and it seemed to start working again, but it was at the same time that I had sent off a message to the the uh, support team, and they were working on it. So I don't know which fixed it, the update to the browser or them working on it in the background, but either way, it's fixed now. 
that might help. My laptop still has vacuum tubes and wind-up starter. Yeah, just make sure you got the latest browser. Just It should be in your uh, preferences under the help button or something. Either preferences or help, but there should be a check for updates button. And just update it and make sure that's not the issue. If so, it's an easy fix. I hope it's not anything complicated. But I've been getting lots and lots of views and lots and lots of subscribers over at Rumble. So it's a it's it's an improvement upon what's happening here at YouTube. And as of right now, we're going to be doing all these videos are going over there. But also on Fridays, we're going live on Rumble. So come join us. Help us build that channel up. Walter Davis says, my laptop has the old shotgun shell starters. Hmm, that's terrifying. Make sure you're not pointing it at your lap when you pull the trigger. That might be painful. Boy, babe. There goes the weekend. When or will you be migrating to rubble fully well that remains to be seen it may be some time it may be over the next year it's not going to happen fast uh it depends on how quickly that channel grows and how how quickly it gets to where i'm at on youtube if i get to where i'm at on youtube i'll switch over fully granted my videos will still be on youtube i'll just be doing the live streams on rumble but last week or or, or friday rather when I did a live stream, I was hearing some people complaining about uh, buffering that was cutting in and out. And I watched the video back, and sure enough, there were some sections that didn't go through. And it could have been because we had a sunspot or whatever. I'm waiting to see if that happens again. And if it does, i got to play with some settings and see if I can get that to stop. Because that ain't supposed to happen. And if I can't get it to stop, then obviously I have to wait till they improve their video uh, uh software before i can move over there fully i'll just have to upload videos there because they run fine and i don't want you guys having to miss half of what i'm saying because it skipped or buffered mvtv says plus my connection over the internet box out by the road is a tight string in between a couple of soup cans can you hear that like the radial engines of World War II airplanes. Mm -hmm. Montana says, same on Flight of the Phoenix, Walter. Talk about anxiety every time you boot up. Yeah. Lisa Reen says, I know why I never read through that book by myself. I skipped a few others too, but I appreciate you reading them to me. Well, Lisa, it's my pleasure to do so, and I hope that I am able to illustrate it in a way that you can grasp it without too much trouble. I know it's a bit of a headache, especially the genealogies and the cities and all that stuff and the weird names. Most of the Bible ain't like that, though, just the parts that are describing where everybody went. And it's only important for you to know those things if you're studying that particular subject, which is where everybody went and who everybody is. Other than that, you can read just the New Testament and be fine. You don't need to read the Old Testament unless you just want to know about the Ten Commandments, the Law of Moses, the genealogies, and the history of where everybody came from and why they got there. 
That's pretty much it. And oh, and then you get into the kings and stuff like that. So the first half of the Bible is a lot of names and a lot of places. It's hard to remember all that stuff. My suggestion is to just take it one story at a time and try not to remember all the names. Just remember the story. That's what's important. And I hope that helps. Walter says, yep, Montana. I got to pick up your timing. You know, got to pick up your timing to turn it on. No kids going to school. Hmm. Whatever that means. Bubby Watt says, Jake, I have a request to put the yellow smiley faces back on the screen. I will do that Wednesday. Walter Davis says, but those names and places turn up later. Yes, they do. Not all of them, but some of the important ones. I try to point them out when we come to them. I don't always remember, but when we come to an important place, I'll always, you know, highlight it and say, hey, remember that place is going to come up later. And uh, because some of those places, some very important things happened, you know. And it's good if you understand all that stuff, but it's really hard to swallow all that in your head and keep it there. That's a lot of information. And the way it reads, you're checking out like after the first three lines, you're like, you know, it's, it's difficult. So that is nothing on anybody that has trouble getting through that stuff. Believe me, I had plenty of trouble. It took me 40 years to get an understanding of it. So you're not doing anything wrong by dreading turning the pages on those stories. MVTV says, okay, Mr. Davis, challenge time. My porch light is so old that I have to climb a ladder with a candle and a top hat to light it. Bubba Watt says, okay, fair, Jake, it's Sunday. That's right. It's Sunday and the cross is up. But on Wednesday, I'll do your smiley faces just for you. Mm-hmm. Did you see that? My bicycle is so old, says MBTV. It's only got two wheels, but the front one is 50 times bigger than the back one. Wow, that's an old bicycle. And you steer it like this. <laughs> yes, a teaser for Wednesday. <laughs> I'd like to see that, says April. Big wheel, little wheel. There was even a bicycle that they made where you rode it like this. That was hard to turn, too. Some of them you couldn't even turn. You just got on it and scooted. The first bike didn't even have handlebars. You just got on it and scooted with your feet. It was just supposed to speed up walking a little bit. It was those crazy BMX riders that got those kids with the elbow pads and the helmets that got in there and turned it all crazy and had the BMX races and all that stuff going on. I don't know what I'm talking about. MBTV says, my jokes are so old, I'm stealing them 
from Benet Carl's book of laughs, or Bennett Carl's books of laughs, written on parchment. P.S. Now that's an obscure reference. Anyone remember those Bennett surf books, or was that a dream? It's either Bennett or Benet. I don't know which. It depends on your fr if you're French. Bubby Watt says, I've always had a thing for yellow smiley faces, but not in a weird way. I just like them. Hmm. That wasn't entirely odd at all. I do understand, though. It is a rather striking image. Much like the broken cross, or as some people like to call it, the swastika. It's a very striking image. Sticks in your head. That's why they used it. It actually means peace, but nobody calls it that anymore. I wonder why. Kind of like another stars and bars uh, thing that happened at one point in time. S simple yet striking. Yes. Bennett surf like nerf. But again, I may have been a hallucination and may be wrong. In fact, never mind. Hmm. Well, somebody can Google it and tell you if you're wrong or not, but I don't think you are. I think you probably remember, right? I seem to remember some old joke books from my childhood. I don't remember if it was that one or not, but I do remember some. You know, like 30 jokes for the bathroom or something like that. Or 30 dirty jokes you can only tell in the bathroom. I don't know which. Anyway. Um, some of those jokes are really brilliant. Like, do you why, do you know why you should never fight a dinosaur? Because you might get your ass kicked. <laughs> My smiley faces are so old that they're chiseled out of Oh, well, good about it. Milk that slant. Beat that dead horse. Pine Park Blazer, a new name. 420 says cringe. Hey. And that one man's cringe is another man's treasure or something such. Anyway. If you like it, you can stick around and join in. If you don't, hit bricks. Doesn't matter to me. Yet, it'll matter if you're here for a while. I don't know you, though. So introduce yourself. Let us know who you are. I'm driving, y'all. Much love, Jake. And everyone, God bless you all and us all. Thank you, April. I love you, honey. Be careful out there. Walter says, hi, Pine. Do you know this person? Might be a troll. Might be. Might not be. It's, it's hard to tell these days. His account was made today, but it's probably a troll. If that's the case, my finger is on the button. MVTV says, An old woman was tired of life and decided to end it. Wanting to do it right, before she got out, of the, before she got out the pistol, she asked her doctor, Where exactly was the human heart located? Dot, dot, dot. Walter says, I'm having some marital problems. Can you talk on the phone, Jake? Yes, I can, but my phone is off currently, so you'd have to uh, Facebook me. Video call. 
And yes, you can call me if you wish. But you'll have to go to Facebook to do it. MVTV says, well, my dear, it's right behind a person's left nipple. So she went home and shot herself in the left knee. Ooh. <laughs> Walter says, LOL, Montana. Sorry for the contrast to your real life assholes, Walter. That's all right. We didn't know until just then. It's on standby, Jake. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Bubba Watts. So, if you need to go to my Facebook, it's under Jake Johnson Band, all one word, facebook.com slash Jake Johnson Band, and you can call me from there, video chat, after the podcast, and I will try to help you out in any way I can, and I hope that helps. MVD, I read that one. Because of gravity, you know. Oh, I got it. Her knees were up to her chest. Or her titties were down to her knees. Either way. Both both ways are hilarious. It requires a little afterthought to get that joke, but I like it. I like it. You know what you get when you cross a tiger with a parakeet? I don't know either, but you better listen when he's talking to you. These are bad jokes, folks. They're supposed to be. Walter says, might be a troll that becomes a good person. I've seen it before. So have I, which is why I don't immediately kick them out until they cross the line. First of all, anybody that comes in that I don't know, immediately I'm trepidatious because I've had trouble with them many times before. But... I got to remember why I'm here, and that is to spread the word and to make it understandable, which means there's going to be people come in that don't necessarily want to hear the word, and I've got to win them over. So I've got to be cautious as to who I kick out to that degree. But trust me, it's a privilege to be here, not a right. And if you cross the line, you're out of here. Pow, zoom to the moon, Alice. MVTV says, I got one for you, Jake. But I need your participation. Ready? I'm ready. Gravity's Gone is a great song. Drive-by truckers. I'm ready. Sitting on go. Knock, knock. Knock, knock. Knock. Who's there? Boo. Pretty sure this ain't how jokes work, but we're getting there. Boo.
I'll help you. Boo-hoo. Well, I didn't mean to scare you. Stop crying. Blank stare. Sorry, but it's pretty funny to do during live performances with a drunk audience. I push the limit. Carry on. Knock, knock. Yeah, when those trolls made the account with my face and name on it. Yeah, that was weird. I don't like it when people do things like that. Knock, knock. This one requires your participation. Well, we what? I mean, uh, MVTV. Cancelled. Okay. MVTV says, I use your picture, Jake. But only on my fake driver's license. That's all right. I don't mind that. I just don't like it when you come on my show with my face and my name and then ask me questions. Weird. Six viewers, nine likes. Nice. Anybody hasn't pushed a like button yet, do so. Let's make it an even 10, shall we? Big money Walter over there. Then using your real address is okay, I assume. If you know it, go right ahead. Only thing I ask is that you don't broadcast it. That or say horrible things. Isn't that what they did? I can't remember exactly what they did. I just remember the, the incident. I don't remember what they did. Somebody at some point porn bombed the show when I was trying to do live with guests. So that put a stop to that for a while. I was trying to get diversified and get some other opinions on here, but it just didn't work out in my favor. Just remember that guy from Montana was a hitchhiker you left off somewhere in eastern Nebraska. Hmm. That would be terrifying. I recall that one guy who dropped in just to be vulgar. Don't understand that. I don't either. It happens, though. That was probably a bot, Jake. I've seen bots do that before. Probably. I don't know much about the bot thing. I know they exist, but I'm not really sure what their capabilities are and, and how pro pro prolific they are. But I know they're out there. And I know they serve a purpose to somebody. I'm just not quite sure why they would hit up a Christian channel reading the Bible. What do they hope to get out of that? I don't know. Montana, that was you? I drove you all the way to Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Gotta get a bone. Do, 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 do. But I never been to Spain. But I kind of like the music. I mean, do they search for live streams? Bubby Watts? Are those bots that good? They retract the qu I retract the question. Hmm. 
I don't know if they're that good or not. I really don't know anything about bots. I just know that they exist. Yeah, Walter. In the back cargo box. If it wasn't for that crate of Cocoa Puffs, it might have been unpleasant. Says MVTV. Bobby Watts says, I don't know how bots work, MVTV. I understood. Hey, Captain. All I know is I'm trying to do a good thing here, and anybody that gets in the way, I take that as flack when you're over the target. Anybody that tries to hinder what I'm doing clearly works for the other guy. It's corporate espionage. Walter says, I don't even have a bank account. I got to work every day to keep enough gas in the truck to get to work. Well, I'm sorry for your loss, buddy. What are you trying to say? I don't think I accused you of having a bank account. Just because I'm young doesn't mean I know computers. <laughs> I hear you. Uh-oh, buffering. That's not good. MBTV says, at what point of acceleration do Cocoa Puffs change from tasty chocolate tidbits to dangerous kinetic slugs? I can tell you that. That's Mach 3. Mach 3, or 4,000 miles an hour. I promise they'll go right through you. I'm probably wrong about the miles an hour part, but the rest of it I'm dead dead right on. I'm assuming, I mean, I've never been hit by a Mach 3 Cocoa Puff before, but I'm assuming it'd do some damage. MVTV says, I got a bank account. Doesn't mean I have money in it, though. Hear that, Walter? When I had places to go, I was always scrambling for fuel, and that was two years ago. Hmm. Bubby Watt says, you're good now, Jake. Excellent. No more buffering. So apparently it's my internet connection and not rumble. So that's a good thing to know and a bad thing I need to fix. It is. It is that time of the hour, and I got to go to work in the morning. So I shall bid you adieu. But alas, I have a final thought. I'm not sure what it is, but I have a final thought. Happy Father's Day to all you fathers out there or all you stepdads out there or all you people who just care for other people's kids. Happy Father's Day. I hope you have a great day. May God bless you and your families. May your children show you undying love and adoration. And may you get big hickeys in the evening. I hope you all have a great night. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for keeping the chat popping and interesting. Thank you for listening to me drone on about all these weird Klingon places. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And here is to another full year of Untethered Live. I hope you have a great night. Peace be with you all. Thank you for being here. And thank you for watching.